How y'all doing? This is Jim Tremaine from DJ Times Magazine, uh, sort of pandemic anchor man for the DJ community for the moment. We're uh, we're here in New York City, and uh, we are reaching out to South Florida. Um, Darren Beside Young from Das Audio. How you doing, Darren? Good, good, good. Good to see you. Good to hear you. Great. And uh, where are you living? Where Where am I reaching out to today? Okay, I actually live in what's called Miramar, Florida, which mm-hmm. is just a little west of the airport in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, for those who are a little familiar with South Florida, Miami's kind of down at the bottom. You get a little bit north, it's Fort Lauderdale area. Yeah. Dayton Brown. Right in between that. Yep, I am literally on the county line. So, so you're, you're near the stadium and all of that stuff, right? I am actually near the stadium. Very yeah. good. You've been I'm, down here. You remember. Uh, a time or two, yes. Uh, winter music conference and for various other reasons. Um, but yeah, South Florida is always a blast and um, we really missed it this year. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Miami Music Week came uh, a little too late and um, everything had to be canceled. And we were really excited about coming down there. And um, so I want to find out how DOS Audio is doing. Um, how has how um, the situation impacted your day-to-day in the business these days? Oh, it's been a, obviously a dramatic impact for everyone in the mm-hmm. business, uh, especially because we are really in the live entertainment industry, you know, whether it's uh, installation or touring and production or retail portable DJ stuff. Mm-hmm. That's all dependent on people going out and enjoying the experience, you know, going out and listening to music, going to concerts, going to clubs, you know, going to restaurants and all of that. So obviously our business has been dramatically impacted, but you know, that's, that's minuscule compared to the people who've lost lives, you know, so, you know, to try to keep it in perspective, uh, you know, we are operating on a very skeleton crew. Uh, All of our employees are pretty much working from home. We have uh, one or two sales guys that are, uh, oh, see, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> let me, let me int- Yeah, let me introduce her. Come on, just say hi real quick. Come on, you don't want to say hi? So yeah, the challenge of, uh, of working from home. So sure. one second, I've got to set her up with another game that she can play and she'll be good for at least 15 minutes. Of course, like I say, the diva she is. Um, She's turning into Lady Gaga yes. between, before our eyes. Exactly. Perla, I'm doing an interview. You're going to have to do that one. And mommy comes to save the day. There we are. So. There we are. Where were we? <laughs> um, yeah, so DOS is a, is a global company. Yeah, we're a global company. We're based in, uh, in Miami, Florida. We're in Doral, technically. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not too far from the Miami International Airport. Uh, I live up in Miramar, which is in between the two airports. So I can hop and hop on a plane as usually my business uh, requires me to do. But as of late, no, not going anywhere. We're staying home. Most of our team's working from home. We have a skeleton crew that operates almost every other day. One or two guys will go in and alternate and rotate the the schedule of day. So just in case we do get some orders, we'll be able to get them out usually a day or two. And we got one basically, one, my GM is there pretty much on a daily basis. And then one person processing and one person shipping. So obviously social distancing isn't a sure. problem. You've got a, a, you know, a 30 something thousand square foot warehouse and office space 
and everybody's uh, work, everybody else is working from home. Right, and being positioned in Miami uh, during normal times, you guys are very adept at shipping to North and South America, correct? Yes, actually there is an office based in uh, Brazil that does a little bit of, uh, should I say the majority of the business for mm -hmm. South America, but a lot of the stuff comes straight containers from Spain right. to the corresponding distributors. Uh, all of that honestly has come to a halt. Right. You know, as we know, South America has been impacted just like the rest of the world. So uh, yes, a lot of our operations from Miami have completely slowed down. Right. And the home company is in Valencia, Spain. Is that right? Yes. Headquarters yeah. factory is in Valencia, Spain. Yeah, I, I visited many years ago, uh, back when there was a different distributor. And I remember going to Valencia during the Los Fias Festival, oh, which was amazing. For, <laughs> uh, it was, for the party. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. It was like, uh, it was like Burning Man every night, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, and at the end, they literally had that gigantic fire. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the Valencians really, really know how to party. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, and the crazy hosts. thing that's been going on for years before Burning Man, so. That's right, Burners, get your <laughs> history down. Um, but yeah, getting back to, to DOS Audio, I know that um, going back to the NAMM show in Anaheim this past January, 2020 was set to be a big year for you guys. I know that you had yeah. some new models coming out uh, on a couple of uh, series, the event series and the 11 series, I believe. Give us a heads up on, um, you know, what we can expect from those series uh, moving forward when, when we are able to gather again. Yeah, uh, the, actually the container arrived about two weeks before we had to shut down operations. Uh, the event 26 and the event 115A, uh, 26 corresponds to dual six inch drivers, technically they're 6.5. Um, and that's the line array top cabinet. It's complemented by a single 15 inch sub, hence 115A. A is always stands for active in our product line. So that was the addition to the event series. And we also had the big public announcement of the 11 sound series, which was gonna be huge for us this year, especially because it's uh, the 25th anniversary of DOS uh, Audio USA, DOS Audio of America. Uh, has been set up for 25 years so yeah uh i i know it was you guys are also poised to come to dj expo which um hopefully we will still have uh we're fingers not fingers crossed, crossed. yeah we're are out there i'm asking for all the energy and love we can get and if we can get there i man this is probably going to be one of the biggest yeah <laughs> that we're going to have we, we will see. I mean, we're still holding on to our dates, but uh, we are in conversations about moving uh, the dates back. And as soon as we know what we're doing, 100%, we will uh, announce to the industry. Um, but you, you also have a unique background. Where, where does the nickname B-Side come from? Ooh, uh, when I started out DJing, I say officially I started in 86, but obviously I started years prior to that. Mm -hmm. And I had a bunch of other different DJ names that I'd try to use uh, that incorporated my name and my initials and, you know, my style and my skateboard. And, you know, I tried everything and none of it stuck. None of it stuck. And my friends used to always tease me and saying, man, you're just always on the B side. Why are you, you know, because literally when I started DJing, you had to play a little bit of everything. You know, sure. it wasn't called open format. It was, that was the format. Right. You know, you'd go from disco to hip hop to 
to jazz or, you know, I grew up in New Orleans too. Right? So, I think yeah, very different there. way to party over there. Very different way to party. Yeah. So, you know, you, you go from, uh, from the Rolling Stones to James Brown to Frankie Beverly and Mays, and sure. then you drop, you know, some juvenile, you know, in the middle right. of nowhere and everybody and their grandma would be partying. You literally have to play from 18 right. to 80. Right. So, uh, so I grew up in that era and I was always trying to find innovative ways to, to remix music live. This was before the whole sampling era mm -hmm. and live instrumentation. Re real drums. Yeah, well, I mean, it, we, we, we would do that. I'd, I'd actually connect three turntables and I'd have some African drums or, or Afro-Latin drums, some djembe's, some dumbeks, some congas, and I'd literally mix three turntables and play music live. Right. And I was always playing the remix or whatever the B side of the hit. So everyone played the hit. I would play what was on the other side. Right. And I'd try to spice it up by mixing it with things that were more familiar or more mainstream. So they would just, they would always tease me and it, it just stuck. So well, that, that's the thing about DJs is you want to create a point of difference where people remember you for something. Right. Um, yeah, and, so it, it was given. It wasn't chosen. It was given, and I had to accept it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, New Orleans obviously is one of the great uh, music cities of the world, not just the United States. Mm -hmm. um, it goes back a long, long way, not just the jazz, but also all the way to the, the current hip-hop scene and R&B, and there's, they have their own uh, type of dance music down there. Mm -hmm. So um, wanna, uh, how did you end up in Miami? Ooh, uh, it, it started out with me being into music, I actually went to college for psychology, believe it or not. Which actually helps in your line of work. It does. It yeah. helped me so much tremendously. I had no idea. Um, in high school, I was in the speech and debate and acting. I had no idea how big that would uh, impact my career uh, as an artist and as well as a speaker and, and musician and also uh, uh, just an audio guy. So I started out being a fan. Being a, and I never stopped being a fan. I never stopped being an end user. I never detached myself and forget that I'm a consumer, that I'm my own customer as well. So I started out in New Orleans. I moved to Texas once I had a son uh, who now still lives in Texas. He's actually a nurse, uh, ER nurse at Baylor. So I got to give a shout out to my son, right. Christian, who uh, on the part-time produces, does his own music as well. He kind of caught the bug uh, just like his dad, but sure. he was instructed just like his dad, go to school, get the degree, get something that you could fall back on because that music thing may or may not work. Right. So that's how I started out. So I started there, I moved to Texas. And then from there, I actually started working at Mars Music, if you remember those. I do guys. remember. I had a short stint at Guitar Center, believe it or not. I'll confess, I was there for about a week or two. Mm -hmm. And then someone told me about Mars and I'm like, Hey, let me go over there. So I got a job at Mars. So uh, you, you've been working with the DJ community for a long, long time. Yeah. How, do, how does your background really help you in doing what you're doing now? Because you're dealing with facilities, you're dealing with installers, you're dealing with mobile DJs who are doing uh, big parties and small. How, how does right. your background help? It, it helps because to me, it's, it's all a matter of perspective, man. No, no matter what you do in life, whether you're a surgeon, whether you're an attorney, you know, whether you're an editor, whether you're a writer or a dancer, you know, no matter what you do in life, to me, having perspective of 
what you do, what others do and how that influences and impacts your business really kind of completes you as a person. And in that perspective to me is one of the things that really helps me career wise, uh, not just as a, you know, the director of business development for DOS Audio, but not just as a DJ, just as a person. I mm -hmm. think it, it humbles you when you can see higher and lower experiences in life and you can go to the depths and have the highs, all of those things. You know, if you, you don't appreciate what you have until you don't have it or until you've suffered a little bit, you know, and, and you don't realize how good you have it until you don't have it anymore. And for those who don't have and never experienced anything greater, a lot of those people are the happiest people on earth because guess what? They've never worried about anything great. Sure. So well, to me, it's, a, it's a matter of perspective. Yeah, music is a humbling business. It can be. Mm, especially now. Right. Well, yeah, we, we, we know that. I mean, we, we're doing a lot of outreach to the DJs. We have a series that we're uh, calling Life in Lockdown. And, mm -hmm. you know, the DJs are making a lot of music right now. And hopefully they're selling it. And maybe they're getting licensing and whatnot. But there's no gigs. So uh, it is. You have very, to get creative. You got to get. Yeah. Them. So they're getting creative with the, with the streaming. And um, so we'll see where that ends up going. I know that our next issue is going to be all about streaming, <laughs> every, every, everything about it, because that's really the only thing DJs are doing right now besides mm -hmm. the studio. So to wrap it up, I uh, want to just ask, you know, talk about a philosophy, whatnot, a philosophical question. What have you taken from this whole situation, not just business, but personal? Oh, there's a lot. Uh, for someone who's kind of been there and done that and, and revamped their career, you know, in the industry and outside of the industry, you know, as an artist and as a manufacturer, uh, there's a lot to take in. It's a lot. It's a very humbling experience. It really grounds you. It makes you realize what's important in life. You know, just the ability to go outside, to go to the park. You know, it's, it's hard for me to explain to my four-year-old daughter why we can't go to the park, why we can't go to Legoland, you know, why we can't do some of the things that she would like to do that she's accustomed to doing. And uh, it's, I think it's a part of that experience that really humbles you and makes you appreciate the things that you do have in life and the ability to still be able to communicate with each other now. Cause you know, imagine if this had happened 20 years ago, you know, the internet was just a- Barely anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and forget about, you know, video calls and, mm -hmm. and Skype and Zoom and all these other platforms, Twitter and Twitch and all these other quote unquote social media platforms. Yeah, the ability to do business uh, from home. Who, who knew we right. could actually do it, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, I, I look at it from that perspective is that I'm really appreciative, appreciative of the technology for good, bad or indifferent, but it's, it's the family aspect, the, the health. We've got a lot of close friends and family in the business, especially you're in the New York area. Every mm -hmm. time I talk to some of my guys in that area, they have an immediate family member that they've lost. And that's something you, it just, it impacts you, especially when you've known some of these guys for 10 and 15 and 20 some odd years, you know who they're talking about. Sure. You know, it's not just, oh yeah, so-and-so's uncle and oh yeah, and I'm sorry for your loss. It's like, oh wait, I met that guy. Yep. You know, I remember him from this show or he came down to this event or, you know, we yeah, met. It's, it's, a it's a tough time. I mean, I, you know, I, I live right next to the 59th Street Bridge. I hear 
the ambulances going over. I, I, I hear them, I see them out the window. I take late night walks on the 59th Street Bridge when it's relatively empty. I see the ambulances going up First Avenue, going down Second Avenue. Right. It's real, um, but you know, New York has been through things before. We will be through right. them again. We, we will come through this and uh, so the rest real. of the country. Yeah, well, we, we do our best. We kind of don't have a choice if we want to live here, right? So, um, <laughs> but yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to visiting you guys down in South Florida again. And hopefully yep. we can see you on the live side uh, at DJ Expo. Oh yeah, definitely fingers crossed. I think this is, if we can, we can pull it off and it, it all comes together, you know, God willing, hopefully Allah willing, we'll be able to, to pull it off and, and do it because I think this is going to be a really big year. Everyone's going to be really ready to party this year. They're, they're going to be raring to go back to work. I guarantee you that. <laughs> so I uh, want to thank you very much, Darren B-Side Young from DOS Audio uh, in you. South Florida. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you again on the live side. Peace.